What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a tribute for the fifth studio album of Nas. Stillmatic released December 18th, 2001. Yeah, yeah. And this is a tribute, but <laughs> I might have to make this a classic because this is not a tribute for me. Wow. Yeah, but is this, is this a tribute for you, Yinka? I feel like it would have to be just okay. because, um, you know, it's, it's a five mic album. Um, mm. Yeah, because mm. of my album, I probably, I probably would say it's a tribute. Mm. Well, we'll discuss that when we get to the critical reception. Okay. Um, what I can say is that this is not an album that really stuck with me. Um, I When I went back to go listen to it this time around, mm-hmm. the songs that I was familiar with, I recognized those. There were a few ones that I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, this song was better than I remember. Okay. And I remember a few bars that I, that I really, really liked from it. Yeah. And others where I'm just like, yeah, this is Nas doing the, the same things that like anno- that always annoyed me with Nas projects. Right. Uh, they annoy me on this one. And I think that what I remember most mm-hmm. in 2001 was that obviously Blueprint comes out first. Yep. Right? And you can't, the fact that you can't mention this album without mentioning Blueprint mm-hmm. says, to me says a lot. Whereas, all right, okay, fine. We did the Blueprint album, and I'm sure we we discussed Stillmatic a little bit. Okay. But I mean, like, that was like a shadow hanging over this one. And mm-hmm. this definitely had life, right? Like, mm-hmm. Ether gave this life, and there were definitely enough solid songs on it where, you know, it would, it would, it had a life on its own, right? But yeah. at the same time, too, it just did not, was, it did not, like, stand up to time the way the Blueprint did. Like, yeah. After this kind of went away, people were still listening to Blueprint. And I think that one of the reasons why is musically, I think Blueprint is just so much better than this. Yeah. Um, I think I have a different perspective on why you feel the way you do. Why is that? Because when I was listening to this project, one of the things that kept flashing in my mind was I was like, oh my gosh, this is the Machiavelli seven-day theory of st- of, of, of Nas's catalog. In that... In that... In that the the big the big record that I guess is the the center point of this is a disc record to someone else, and then many other pieces of the album either. But hit him up is on hit Machiavelli, up. isn't it on on Seven Day Theory? I thought hit him up was just a single. I think it's on Seven Day Theory. Oh, maybe I thought it was. I don't know, but anyway, me. yeah, that that was the biggest single. Hell, yeah. But but half that album is is disses of his his haters and yeah. and whatever else, right? Um, half this album is disses of Nas's haters. And I feel like when you have a project that is centered in that way, if you remove if you remove the antagonist, then the, that that there's not much there when you know when you just think about it in terms of a standalone. Like Blueprint is not an album about Jay-Z's haters. It's about Jay-Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so there's no like antagonist that you can take away to to speak about it critically in the same way. I don't think that was going through my mind when assessing this, but I yeah. think that that is a very valid take um, because I think that, that part of that is in here, yeah. right? Um, the first two that, songs that, are are Ether and Got Yourself a Gun. You know right. what I mean? And I think that, yeah, if I had a criticism for it, that would, that would that's part of it. I think that one of my main criticisms of this album is it for one, there's like stretches of this album that like there's a lot of songs on here that I just don't think are very good. Okay. One. All right. The other thing too is that I was reading about his take on Ether. Okay. And apparently how it's like, oh, he didn't really want to do Ether. He wanted <laughs> to do his own album. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I'm not out here 
I'm not out here pushing out hot singles every single summer to stay relevant. I'm in the studio uh-huh. trying to do artistic work. And it's like, well, this is what you give us? <laughs> you know, and I think that that frustrates me okay. because in the interview, off the record, mm-hmm. not, not like off the album, yeah. right? So in, in his interviews, he's criticizing a lot of the things that Jay-Z or Jay-Z is doing. doing that Nas himself is doing on this record. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just, I would have wanted more. I okay. think the other thing too, the fact that, um, and we can kind of tease the critical reception a little bit, but mm-hmm. the source is really the only one that gave this one like a stellar review. The you rest of them that. just kind of, just like, eh. You said that and I thought that was interesting because I never, I never heard look, that look, or thought of that, look, right? But right. I'm, I'm looking at, at them now and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Look, we're going to skip to the critical reception. We're going to do our Where Were You later. We're going to mm-hmm. skip to the critical mm-hmm. reception, right? So Source is the only major publication, at least in the Wikipedia, that gave this a five out of five. Uh-huh. USA Today gives this a three and a half out of four. That's good. Mm-hmm. The rest of these is all three out of five, three and a half out of five. Oh, right. Los Angeles Times gives it a good review as well. Mm-hmm. But the rest of this is very much like, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine's Catherine McGuire said, striving to maintain street cred while re- reaching for pop success has left Nas facilitating clumsily on past projects. And this record is riddled with similar inconsistencies. One moment, he casts himself as a gritty cat who feels most at home on a project bench, calling out neighborhood snakes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and ducking gunshots. The next, he's delivering dumbed down verses over the track master's rinky-dink rendition of Tears for Fears. Ooh. Everybody wants to rule the world. Right. Yeah. Then, then check this out. Right. Uh, in the Village Voice uh, Consumer Guide, our boy Robert Criscow, <laughs> yeah. right, okay. found the release so unworthy of a review and instead relegated it to a listing of ungraded duds in the column. Dang. Right. Okay. That's Robert Criscow doesn't even have time for this. Yo, but we don't agree with Robert. Yes, but we're entertained by Robert Criscow. Yeah, but we're we're entertained by it, and he's like, "No, I'm not even going to give you perspective on this." I just, I just think, I just think that it's not fair to highlight him (laughs) when we, when we, when he says stuff that we agree with, and when he says stuff we don't agree with, we're like, "This nigga doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about." Would would you love to have him on the show? (laughs) I would love that. I would love it too. I thought, I thought you said he passed. Nah, he's 80 years old, so I think he might Uh, be a little past it. But if anybody uh, knows how we can get a hold of Robert Criscow, I would love to interview this guy. That would be awesome. Um, nevertheless, look, I, I don't think this album is bad. I just, I think that, you know, I am disappointed by Nas's catalog. Just period. Really? Yeah. And I think the reason why is because, look, you can find a lot of fault in Jay-Z's catalog. You absolutely mm. can, too. But I think that he's given us better albums on the whole that, that Nas has. And I think that, you know, his best album universally is Illmatic. Mm. I think the next best one after that, it was it was written. And we decided to make that a classic. Now, we caveated mm. that episode by mm. saying that we're making this a classic because we really wanted to challenge ourselves. Yeah. And we really thought that while we like this project a lot, we could make it even better. Like, we right. could, it would be on the same level as maybe like Ready to Die or something. Like, that's how right, much potential right. was in that album. And I don't really even get that sense from, from here. Even mm. though... Some of his highlights on here are some really, really strong highlights. He's yeah. got a lot of songs on here that I really like. I just, you know, I don't dislike this album. Um, I just don't really love it. And there's some things that disappointed me about it. And I think that I could make it a classic as well. So, so I think that though, while Jay-Z and Nas did clash, yeah. their approach to making music is apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's probably part of what, what Nas was trying to say in that interview that you're talking about. And so I almost think that it's a bit unfair to compare their catalog. Sure. 
because what they were going for is something different, right? This is true. And and I think that in in the era that we're in now, where you know it's a playlisting era, um, and so the the way that you know Jay Z, luckily for him, has reasonable doubt, yeah, and he has blueprint. blueprint yeah. So he has two albums in his catalog that are are great cohesive bodies of work. Yeah. But then on other things like like Volume Three, yeah. he has these like kind of uneven attempts yeah. where he shoots here and he shoots there. Even Volume One, which we said was a great album, yeah, uneven. Some, yeah, some parts are uneven. this. I'm trying to do seven different things on one project. Volume Two, yeah, like yeah. like many different things trying to to achieve. So in a playlisting era, that's actually rewarded. Yes, right. In the in the playlisting era, when you're a Nas, where your production is kind of understated and you're trying to go for these big cohesive bodies of work that go together well that doesn't live great on in a playlisting era and so if, for example an album like this and i, I don't want to i don't want to kill you, you know our track for track or anything like yeah. that but on an album like this where you have a record like one mic that i yeah. think is brilliant or a record like like rewind that yeah. that, that that is brilliant yeah. um in a playlisting era it's very difficult to find a place or a home for the great moments on something like this. Whereas a volume two, you can yeah. grab, it's a hard knock life. You can grab, can I get a what, what? And you can put those on any playlist. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I think it's just different in terms no, of what they were trying to do. You're absolutely right. My problem though, is that I don't think that Nas delivers on that. And I think that Nas is just someone who, he's he's probably one of the most frustrating, frustrating hip hop artists of all time. <laughs> Like, I wish I understood. <clears throat> no, I, I'm not even going to say that. Like, I just don't see the world the way that he sees it. And that's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. But my biggest frustration is that, like, I just don't see music the way he sees it. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else does either. And, like, the <laughs> things that he thinks are, like, So what you're saying is Chris Webber is not going to be on your album? <laughs> I just think that, like, what he thinks is going to be, like, big and great. Mm -hmm. Forget the Jay-Z pop. Forget that. Just from a music aesthetic point, this shit doesn't work, bro. That's like, because he's sincere in real life. He's sincere, the character from Belly. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, y'all just want to go to Africa and I shit. I did it with Biggie. Let's just, let's just go to Africa and shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Yo, just take all our shit and just go. Fuck it. It's just from a, from, from a guy who is so lyrically brilliant mm -hmm. um, and sounds just... Yes. So good. One of the best voices in hip hop history. Yeah, yeah. Like to just not understand music or to not have to either to either not have faith in the correct people or to have faith in the incorrect people around you mm. to just not create really, really good music. I just it's just frustrating. And this album to me, yeah. it's not one of his worst. Like I said, it's not a bad album. Yeah. But it's just not like it's there's reasons why I don't revisit this album. This is interesting because because I think I think what I'm hearing from you right is that you're not saying that this is a bad album. It's not. You're criticizing it because others have said that it's a great album, and you don't think that it's as good as no, what it's been no, no, as. no, 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 no. I'm criticizing okay. this because so okay, so maybe I wasn't clear. So what frustrates me is that when I read his take on Ether, he's saying that well. I didn't want to make either because I didn't want my project to be about either. Uh, right? Okay. Yet, in that interview, he's criticizing a lot of the things that Jay-Z is doing. And he's saying, well, I'm taking my time away to deliver good music. <laughs> so you took the time away, but you didn't really deliver anything really amazing. And yet, you're telling me that you don't want to put all this energy into Jay-Z, yet you kind of did in a yeah. lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, so you're not 
giving us a lot of great music. You're not looking outside of hip hop or, or looking for different new producers, which is what Jay-Z was doing. Just Blaze was not a huge name yet. Mm-hmm. Kanye was not a big name yet. Bink was 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 there, but he was not a big name yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Jay-Z was doing something different. Uh uh, Nas is not doing that here. Mm-hmm. You know, Nas could have gone to the Soul Quarians to do to, to, to do <laughs> no, but he could have though, and it would have worked. Technically, right? Yeah. He could have done something along that ilk and he didn't. So it's just like, well, what are you doing? Mm. Other than spending a lot of time Smoking towards weed in the projects. Yeah, he gives us a lot of energy towards Jay-Z. Um, and he gives us a lot of energy, like you said, like towards his haters. Mm-hmm. And then like his like uplifting stuff while he does have some brilliant stuff on here. Mm-hmm. He's also giving us rule the world, which is like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? This 80s pop bullshit. What is that? That's not a good choice. That's bad. You're putting Amory on this. What is wrong with you? So it's just like, it's bro. Like I'm frustrated with Nas. You know <laughs> okay, what I'm saying? Okay, I got it. So, but look, that being said though, we get that stuff out of the way. Let's go back to our regu- regularly scheduled routine. Uh, Where were you when you heard this album? Um, so I was in Brussels. Yeah. Um, I was a senior in high school. Mm. Um, I was, you know, and we talked about this a bit on the on the Blueprint episode, right? But like, you know, 9-11 was a was a, a challenging and confusing time for for all of us. Um, but it was different and weird for me because I was not in America. Um, so, you know, I'm at this point in time preparing for, you know, to graduate and and come back to the States to go to college. Um, I, uh, am not so focused on school if I'm I'm being totally honest. I'm just, you know, I got a senior, senioritis. I'm, I'm more focused on basketball and probably trying to holler at girls and whatever else you're doing when you're a senior than I, I am like actually about school. Um, but I do remember that, you know. Jay-Z versus Nas was everywhere. Yeah. And um, and so I remember, the first thing I remember is the Stillmatic freestyle. Yeah. And I don't know if you were, were kind of apprised or, or you know, when, when, when all this started. I know I heard it, but, but it, I yeah. can't recall it, but I do so, know I heard it. So I guess, you know, we, and we talked about this a bit on the, on, the, on the Volume 3 episode, but I guess like this beef between these two people had been brewing. Yes. And so um, Is That Your Bitch was about Nas, right? And so this was a diss that was about Nas that we didn't know was about yeah. Nas, but Nas knew was about Nas. Yeah. And so, you know, that, 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 those little things are happening. Uh, Nas is supposedly saying little things that Bleak is interpreting as being about him. And so these camps are kind of throwing little barbs back and forth. Yeah. But it's not until TakeOver, the original version of TakeOver, yeah. which was the, the version that was on Summer Jam, without the yeah. last verse... Um, where he said he mentions Nas quickly, asks Nas he don't want to hold no, and then um, Nas responds with Stillmatic freestyle, which is this you know this freestyle over like a Eric B and Rakim beat or something like that, and it's like four minutes of just him going in, you know, saying like he's still the man, whatever, whatever, he got it on lock. So then Stillmatic freestyle comes out, and I remember downloading that online because at the time you know this is the Napster era, this is the Kazaa era, whatever. So download Stillmatic Freestyle, and I'm like, oh, shit. Because if you remember at the time, Nas had been quiet for some time. Yeah. So it was like, oh, shit, Nas is still, he's still around. Like, I thought Jay was just going to give him that barb, and then we were going to keep it moving. So Stillmatic Freestyle comes out, and then you start to hear these rumblings that Nas is going to come out with an album called Stillmatic. And that's like, okay, that's dope. Then Jay drops 
the the version of Takeover that we know today yeah. with the full Nas diss in the in the in the last verse, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yes, go ahead, go ahead. yes. So so then so then it's like, oh shit, like you really got at Nas, yeah. and then Nas comes back with Ether, mm. and so I remember Ether dropping, and that was the talk of everybody. It was even yeah. in freaking private school in Belgium, yeah. everybody's talking about Ether. And I remember um, at, at following Ether, Super Ugly dropping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jay fairly quickly comes back with Super Ugly. And I remember that because the the beat that he chose to rap over was really popular in my high school. Cruel Bad Habits. Oh, or was it? Was that cruel, cruel, bad cruel intentions. Habits. Bad intentions. Bad intentions. Yeah. Bad intentions. Which is the beat. All to I really nuts. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All I really know is yo ho wants to be with me. Yo, they loved that song in my high school. I used yeah. to play this during the parties. Like all the like little white kids loved that song. Yeah. And then Jay raps over it and like he's shitting all over Nas, the yeah. baby mom, all that. And I remember the the radio thing that we now have is now famous where. On the radio, they played uh, Super Ugly and Ether back to back, and they let the fans decide who won the battle. And the fans all called in. Jay Z was on the radio, I think, at the time. You don't remember this? There's a clip. It, it, it's it's all over the place. There's a clip of like Jay Z's on the radio, and he's saying, "Yeah, yo, Nas was trying to blah 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 blah." And then they allow the fans to call up and vote. And then live on the radio, Ether wins. And then they're like, yo, Nas has won the battle and Jay-Z's pissed and, you know, whatever. So this little clip, like, also went viral. Like, whatever viral was back then of this, you know, Jay-Z losing live on the air to Nas. Yeah. So all of that is the lead up. And then, boom, Stillmatic drops. So I say all that to say... By the time the album dropped, like there was just so much anticipation for it that yeah. it almost could have been anything and we would have been rabid for it. Um, I was super excited about it. Um, I remember one mic then dropping and also thinking that that was great. So um, I think I like this album a lot. I think also, you know, we're still in high school, so we define ourselves a bit by our musical choices. Mm. And so I think I saw myself more as a Nas than a Jay-Z. So okay. there was something underdogish about Nas beating Jay-Z, right? So I kind of was like, yeah, you know, Ether, like Team Ether, which now I go back and I'm like, Musically, Blueprint was a lot better uh, than, yeah. than this was. And Musically, TakeOver is much better than Ether is. But, you know, at the time, I was Team Nas. The album dropped. It was fulfilling. Um, that's where I was. Where were you? Look, first year in college, right? So, you know... I'm with my peers at the time. Like, I'm with people who are in my wedding Okay. 20 years later, yeah. right? Like, this, these are folks that I'm with in college. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we've had the whole summer and the whole fall to marinate on this Blueprint album, right? right, right. Like I said, when I did that episode, I didn't really like it right away. But mm-hmm. it's grown on me. And now, and like, and mind you, like, I'm not a Jay-Z fan. Like, I, I don't dislike Jay-Z. Like, okay, excuse me. I like Jay-Z. I respect him as an MC. But I'm Biggie camp. Like, I'm Biggie's number one and no one is close. (laughs) Okay. Fine, maybe Jay-Z's number two, right? But, like, I'm not rooting for Jay-Z. I still really, really like Nas. Okay. And, you know, Ether comes out and I'm like, yeah, you know, Nas Nas took the shit with Ether. Yeah. You know, and I still think, lyrically, it wasn't until recently where I was starting to think that, well, actually, in the grand scheme of things, lyrically, the things that Nas is talking about don't really matter. And the things that Jay-Z was talking about then actually kind of still matter today. Right, that's how I feel about Takeover and Ether years later. But it, nevertheless, just 
doesn't matter. You take the beat away. You, you, it's just a battle rap. I think mm-hmm. Ether gets him. And yeah. I still listen to it now, and I'm like, yo, like, this yeah. nigga's nice. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. he's, he's getting at you, Jay. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. he's getting at you. Um, but, you know, from a business sense and from a life sense and what everything Jay-Z was talking about, he was more right, I think, than Nas was. Yeah. Like, he, he was more relevant. Like, the yeah. things that, again, the things that Nas was, was getting at Jay-Z about don't really matter. Yeah. And the things that Jay-Z was getting at Nas about, even though lyrically they weren't as sharp, they mattered more. Mm. And history, I think, has, has proven that or indicated yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, Ether comes out and, you know, he creates a verb. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody mm-hmm. knows what it's like to get ethered. So, so, so that's a, a great. And sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just I'm asking questions, right? So, so I wasn't in America at this point mm-hmm. in time, but ether is already a thing. By the time I'm I, I get I get to America that summer or whatever or yeah. that whatever, ether is a word that we all use. It's in yeah. our vocabulary. So, but I, but you were you were here, right? Yeah. So, like, was it was it something that immediately? I want to say, was, that, or was it something that was like kind of more of a slow burn? I think it's more of a slow burn. I think all these okay. things are slow burns, right? I think I don't the know, only because Stan, I thought Stan happened right away. I think Stan was a slow burn. Well, okay, a slow burn as well. The only thing that I know that was not a slow burn that was instant was Sunken Place from okay. uh, from Get Out. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. instantaneous. That was. Sunken Place replaced Uncle Tom. Like people yeah. don't say Uncle Tom anymore. They're like, oh, he's in Sunken Place. That's real. Ether, I think, was more of a slow burn. Um, okay. I think Stan was also more of a slow burn. It was. Okay. It felt very organic. Okay. It's just one of those things where it's just like. Someone might say it here or there. It just kind of just picks up gradually. Like, oh, you got ether. But mm-hmm. the point is, is that everyone knows what it feels like or or what it means when you say that someone got ether. Yep, Everybody yep. knows. And it all comes back to the song. Yep. That beat's not even good. But yet I you know. hear that beat come on and you instantly you know think, it's it like, is. oh, like, yeah. is that kind of, we're, we're bringing that kind of it, energy. In right fact, now. That, that's like one of the most popular TikTok sounds, I think. Is like, oh, is it? Yeah. Like whenever yeah. you're, whenever you're going to go in on somebody. That the, the ether exactly. beat is is what they have. That beat is not good. <laughs> it's not. It's not good at all. But it doesn't matter. Right. Like you you play it. It's like the fucking ice cream uh, uh, track. Uh, like you play the little ice cream jingle. Yeah. It's not a good song, but, but you know exactly what's going. The ice cream man is coming. Exactly. Up, right? Yeah. So ether does that. Um. And lyrically, I think he. I mean. Tybo ho, like this shit still makes me laugh. Yo. You're 36 in a karate class. <laughs> that shit is funny. Yeah, he that shit is that. funny. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think from that perspective, Nas definitely still gets him. Um, but then he comes out with some other hits, uh, which which are good. But I think that by the end of the year, like. No one really cared. I think that the really? Nas about fans, the album or about that that ether. Thing? I think the Nas fans just kind of had to get like quiet. Like they had nothing to stand on. And I think mm. that one of the reasons why is because of what does Jay-Z do after that? Yeah. He just puts out more music and he gets, he puts out more freestyles and we're like puts out more mixtapes and we're just hungry for Jay-Z. And Nas just doesn't come back with anything. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. To the point where Jay-Z puts a diss track on Blueprint 2 and no one cares because well, who are you dissing? Like Nas isn't there. Maybe. I don't you know? think that's true. Cause then he didn't he have like um he had the 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 joint with I can and all that shit. um he had uh, that but that was like a that was like that was like another year later what yo I know I can that was like two thousand and three by that point yeah okay yeah but I mean so oh, it was well, like yeah, it was yeah, like Godson. it was like this and then two thousand two was oh, was he Blueprint does do two Godson. and then he does Godson when does Godson come out <clears throat> let's look that up real quick yeah um. God, oh, oh, he, and, oh he, and he lost tape, lost tape, tape lost came, came out. Lost yeah, so, he, so Godson is, oh, bro, the fact that I forgot about Godson lets you know. Godson everything. across the belly, he's proved he lost already. So 
I think that was one of the things that I, I think kind of it. I keep referencing this this interview. Oh, Enzo too. Yeah. I forgot about that. Aside from Get Down, I, I forgot that. Oh, he also has the. Um, he had the major look. That shit major, was major, huge. Major look was fire. I yeah, that. that was. Fire. I yo, know, I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, major, major look is dope. And the remix. And then he also had a uh, quick to back down, which was that the yeah, Lil John beat. Lil That's John. like one of my favorite Lil John beats ever. Really. Quick to back down. Yeah, that shit that. is that shit goes. I forgot all about that, Nas. Yeah, Nas had some shit. Nas did have some shit. My my bad. My I apologize to all to Nas and all the Nas fans. That's uh -huh. my that's my mistake. I should have done my research. But I forgot <laughs> all this. Yeah. I forgot all this because Jay-Z was just everywhere though. Mm -hmm. Um, but he did the he did the lost tapes and this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But I think that one of the things that also kind of ticks me off now when I think about this, when I read that interview about Ether, mm -hmm. was that one of the things he was complaining about was Jay-Z calling himself the king of New York. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Well, how can you do that because all this, that, and the other? But right. I'm like, bro, you're doing the same, same goddamn thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're doing the same thing. So yeah. it's just, it's just kind of annoying. Nevertheless, that's where I was. Um, uh -huh. I did enjoy. I, I think that the thing is, is that I enjoyed listening to Blueprint on the whole more than I enjoyed listening to this. Like the songs that I did not like on this, I really just didn't yep. like. Whereas yep. the songs that I didn't like on Blueprint, I liked the album so much more that I could still just like listen to them, even mm -hmm. though I didn't really fuck with those tracks. Mm -hmm. Like I could still. They they all fit within the palette. But bro, Blueprint is a damn near perfect album. Yeah. <laughs> you what, know what I mean? But that's, but that's what I'm saying though, right? <laughs> yeah. There's songs on Blueprint that I'm not a big fan of, but yeah. they fit within the musical palette, the 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 soundscape that he creates. Yeah. Right. And I think that for all of, you know, to Jay-Z's credit, we could say whatever we want to say about him making these pop hit singles, mm -hmm. but like he had very smart musical choices yeah. on that record. Now, he's not making the beats, but he's making the musical choices. Yeah. And that was very smart. And Nas tries to do that and just, in my opinion, fall short. Okay. So, nevertheless, that's where I was. We already kind of went through the critical reception. I mean, yeah. I, look, let's talk about this five mic rating from the source. Okay. I think it's bullshit. I think that they... If they probably gave Blueprint five mics, I'm sure mm -hmm. they did. Mm -hmm. And I think that they were like, we can't give Jay-Z five yep. mics and not give Nas five mics. Completely I think agree. Nas probably could have came out with dog shit and they would have given him at least four. Yeah. That's you know true. what I mean? So I think also though, right, something to think about is is that especially in this time and 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 now currently, of course, um, some of the magazine media shit is political. Yeah. Right. And so when you have two titans like this that are 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 warring with each other, if they would have gave Nas a three and Jay a five, yeah. then that would have been that would have been taking sides. And yeah. then Nas would have immediately gone to double XL and yeah. only done interviews with double XL because yeah. they're th this it's is so you know what I mean? So they so they, petty. they played a political game yeah. and it makes sense. It, it's kind of like if you remember. Jay debuted, I think, Takeover on like Hot 97, right? Mm -hmm. And then at some point, Nas decides, well, fuck Hot 97, you know, because they they ride with Jay Z. So then he goes over to Power 105. <laughs> he he really is what made Power 105 like relevant. And New York people, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know y'all history like that. But if I remember correctly, Nas had that crazy rant where he went where he went in on on uh, Cameron. He went oh, in on, yeah. and he, he said he was going to join Murder, Inc. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. was a, a, a Power 105 rant yeah, yeah. because he felt like he was against Hot 97. He was saying all this stuff about Hot 97. So they probably did that because they didn't want that to happen to them. See, this is why we do Nas albums. As much as he frustrates me, he is one of the most fascinating artists to talk so about. So fascinating. Yeah, it's always yeah. a good conversation when we discuss Can you imagine if Nas. he had joined Murder, Inc.? 
and it would be like Nas. I mean, it would be like like uh, Ja Rule and Ashanti and all of the pop songs that they were making, and then Nas making albums around that ecosystem. Well, Jay Z even came from him. He's like, look, like you are your own boss. Now you're gonna join Irv Gotti. He's yeah. gonna be your boss. Like I'm a boss. Like I can't. <laughs> he did this thing where he like the Dame Dash. Like thing. he sunned him. He's like, yeah. bro, like I can't even diss you now because you're not on my level. <laughs> you know, he tried to do all that. And then, uh, and then even Nas back Nas backpedaling from that situation yes. was even yes. was even strange too because it was like, bro, like you did you did this whole rant and you said you were clicked up with these people and then suddenly you just weren't clicked up with them anymore it's, and it look, was weird. Look, all right, these are two very flawed individuals, right? So just, but the thing is, is it like, like I don't like Jay Z as a person. And I feel like of the two, I'd probably like Nas way more as a person. Really? Right? Probably would. I think Nas would frustrate me. But that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just that, like, like, if you were to listen to all of our podcasts, you'd probably walk away with this thinking that, like, Outlaw really likes Jay-Z. <laughs> and while I do respect him, like, I don't like him as a person. Mm. Right? Like, I just don't like a lot what of the you things. you know of him? Of, yeah, I've never met him, obviously, right. but the things that like I think he represents, um, while while I would be naive and dumb to not say that okay, there are some things that he's doing for black artists that are probably mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. and you could argue that he's trying to do some things for the black community. Fine, mm -hmm. that's debatable though. Right. But whatever, we will give him that. Even despite that, though, mm -hmm. I just don't like a lot of the things that he represents. Yeah, right. Whereas I like what I think Nas represents. Okay. And yet, like, he's just so hard to root for sometimes. That's what I'm saying. I almost feel like I liked what Nas represented. Yeah. And the more we moved into an era where we know more about our artists and our stars, the less I did. Because he very much represents this kind of woke platform, right? right? Where it's like, you agree with the general mm. tenets of what woke is supposed to be, yeah. but then like, there's kind of nothing there when you start to challenge certain things about it. And I feel that way about like Nas's like arguments. Like he'll yeah. say something and I'll be like, I generally agree with what you're saying. But then when you ask questions or try to pick holes in it, yeah. like you realize he has no idea what he's talking about. The, the other thing too <laughs> is that like Nas is not a good decision maker. Right? He's not. <laughs> and Jay-Z, say what you want to say about his decisions, but I guarantee you every single mistake Jay-Z has made, he's taken some lesson from it and learned it and tried to apply it differently in the future. Even if you think he's made really, really horrible decisions in terms of like morals and values. I guarantee mm. you, Jay-Z is someone who has assessed the choices that he's made and has tried to course correct as a result of that. And no I'm problem. not confident that Nas has. <laughs> anyway. I do like you, Nas. I do. <laughs> I really, really do. I just... So you want to go into your highlights then since we're yeah, talking about how much yeah, you like, yeah, how much yeah, you like yeah. Nas? So let's go, into, let's go into the overarching highlights. So yeah. Nas... Yeah. I think Nas is good on here. I mean, I he sounds too. stellar. Mm -hmm. He's barring up. His flow and his voice are just as immaculate as ever. Yep. Um, he's great. He is great. Yeah. Yep. Um, some of the production choices, right? Yep. Namely, Large Professor mm -hmm. and Salam Remy. Mm -hmm. That's kind of it for overarching highlights. Okay. Yeah. But 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 the first point though. Okay. Like. I didn't say much on it, but Nas is brilliant on this project, I think. Right. I think he's really, really good. Yeah. Um, some song choices in, in particular, which we will get into, I think he's amazing. Yeah. So 
That I'll, that cannot be understated. He really I'll, is spectacular. I'll build on yours. Um, I've got Nas yes. uh, actually twice here. I've got yeah. you know Nas is the is is kind of decidedly angrier and more focused on this project than mm-hmm. he is on certain other projects. I said you know this is his Machiavelli seven day theory, which I you know I, sure. I said before, and I said where it's like the first few songs he's actually going at other people, yeah. like you know, and um and I prefer this Nas to the like, I can, yeah. let me educate you, but I don't even know what I'm talking about, yeah. but just listen to me because I like Africa, like Nas. Yeah. That's not my favorite Nas. <laughs> this is, I, I prefer this Nas. Um, and then Nas as a vocal performer. Yes. I feel like, you know, we, I think Nas is like a, he's like a Vince Carter. He's like a, he's one of these people that just has such natural gifts when it yeah. comes to rapping that you almost forget that he's doing amazing things because yeah. he does it so flawlessly and yes. so effortlessly. Um, and so, you know, a song like One Mike yeah. is something that maybe only Nas could do, right? Probably. In that, like, like the way his voice builds to the beat mm-hmm. and just the entire way that he wrote and arranged that song, the beat is not a fire beat. If I made a song on that beat, you probably wouldn't care about it. Yeah. Um, like, like, it, like, it's something that specifically works for Nas. And the way he delivers, even like a Got Yourself a Gun, the way he delivers those things is what makes them so great. And I think that that, like, that can't be understated. Yeah. Um, and then I said production. Yeah. Um, you know, I said Nas does a lot with a little with little. In an era where, you know, it was all about super producers and big names and stuff like that. Um, he has a fairly slim cast list. Um, and you know, producers that the and, and beats that ne- wouldn't necessarily be big without him, but somehow like he takes them to the next level and he delivers. Yeah. Um, and my last highlight is kind of tongue in cheek, but um, the exclusion of Braveheart Party. Um, that song is fucking god awful. It's terrible. Which one? A Braveheart Party. Oh, that's a song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't find it anywhere. So oh, that's probably. So, so here's what I wrote. I can't find this song anywhere. So just like LeBron had that tape of the high schooler dunking on him in his summer camp removed from the face of the earth, <laughs> kudos to Nas for removing Braveheart Party from the face of the earth as well. Um, yeah, so that's a highlight. That song is fucking god awful. You know, you don't remember that joint? It 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 features Mary J. Blige and the Bravehearts, and it's horrible. In fact, like it might even be worth like pausing to find because it's probably on YouTube somewhere, so you can hear how fucking terrible this song is. It's so bad. But shout out to Nas for getting rid of this song because it's so bad. Um, but yeah, we can go into lowlights. So Nas being Nas, and I already kind of touched on some of this, right? So yeah. we don't have to get more into it. It's like as much as he is a brilliant vocal performer, also he does, he's not as bad on I Am. Like on I Am, with his like little sing-songy hooks, uh-huh. it's really bad on that record. It's not as bad on this, but he still has a few hooks. Oh, you mean like, my country shit on me. the things I, like that's just bad, yeah. right? Um, but then also, like I said, like the, you know, the idea that like, well, Jay-Z was calling himself King of New York. How could you do that? Yeah. Whereas like, I mean, you pretty much kind of did the same thing in your own way. Um, and then the inconsistent production, because some of it is good and some of it is not good in particular. DJ Premier. Wow. That is a, not a good beat. Yo, thank you for saying that. That Um, That's bad. I have that here and I was going to wait for the song, but like. I said that this is the most overrated beat in uh, DJ Premier's catalog, and it might be his worst beat. And I don't know why people think that this song is good, because I just don't think that the beat is is good at all. No, the, his programming on it is just like it sounds like it's it sounds like a beat I would have tried to make. 
Really? Like, and that's not a compliment. Like, yeah, there's nah. a reason why you've never heard outlaw beats. Yeah. Well, the, you know the, the, I mean? the beats that I've heard from you are better than this. Like, <laughs> like so, because this shit to me, it sounds like someone tuning a guitar. Yeah. Like, you know how when you're tuning a guitar, like, you, you're going to have some offbeat notes until you yeah. figure it out and you get it where it's supposed to be. Doom, 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 doom. It's just, nah, it's not good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get into. Um, well, I got some low lights. Oh, so, yeah. All good. Um, so, uh, Low lights is is where is Braveheart party? <laughs> I was expecting to laugh at this song and I didn't get a chance to hear it. Um, Millennium Thug is god awful, so fucking bad. And I get it. You you got your man's. You know you're trying to get him off the block. Cool. Yeah. You don't have to put him on your album. Like make a mixtape and 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 give him some verses on the mixtape. Mm. Let him make his own mixtape so I don't have to hear him ever. Yeah. Millennium Thug is is bad. Um, and then I said, and you said the same thing, uh, you know, said for a classic, you know, album, and I'm I'm doing air quotes. Some of these beats barely, if at all, work, even yeah. for Nas. Yeah. Uh, Ron Browse in this either beat is not good. Rewind wouldn't work if it weren't for Nas. Um, yeah. You know, maybe Slick Rick could pull this off. Maybe Snoop Dogg. Like, there's only maybe two artists that could make this a song that you would even want to listen to. Is that Large um, Professor? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's fair. And then, um, you know, Second Childhood, I think, is a bad beat. Um, yeah. My Country is bad. Like, like there's there's some yeah. production that's bad on here. Yeah. And, like, for for an album that we're saying is a classic and something that we're trying to take seriously, like, like Blueprint has no bad beats on mm. it. There, yeah, you might, right. there might be a beat that you say you don't prefer, yeah. but right. not, like, awful beats. So, and then the other thing that I had as a low light was... Um, the inconsistency of the acts. I feel like the first act is 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 much stronger than the second act. Got you. So yeah. All right. Well, now let's uh, let's just get right into this track for track analysis. So we let's got still matter the intro. So I think this is his most overrated intro. Okay. Um, people have heard people compare this intro. They say that this in Nas's catalog is um the dynasty intro um in Jay Z's catalog, and I just don't think that this is as strong. Like, I don't even think it's in the same galaxy as the Dynasty intro person. Beat-wise or lyrically? Both. I do like... The, I like the sample choice on here. Yeah, um, I think... Uh, who's the producer? Uh, Hangman. Hangman. Yeah. They could have done more with it. The sample, sample choice is good. And yeah. the sample choice does have that Jay-Z Dynasty intro yeah. that you're referring to. Uh -huh. um, I like the lyrics. I think it's a decent intro. Yeah, um, I think that one of the things is... And this is me, like roasting Nas but like it's 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 it's, it's kind of complimentary as well okay. is when he says a whole bunch of things that are like kind of like um like faux deep okay pseudo uh philosophical that okay. like they sound like great like what just 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 this bar like I don't even I don't even know like he just he sounds like he's rapping something deep yeah. Right, like telling a story, but like when you really like put it all together, none of it really means anything. <laughs> but it, it just like sounds like it's like yeah, like Nas is educating me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's really, really, really good at doing that, and he does yeah. that here. Yeah. And like, and I'm clowning it, but I'm also like, nah, I'm, I'm kind of here for it. I want yeah. to be like miseducated in that sense. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also just find it fascinating. I, like, I don't. I don't know how well he knew Benzino and, and the Hangman, but it's interesting that the Hangman land a beat here. Um, because I actually thought that the Hangman, you know, and I don't I don't know that how much of the beats Benzino himself does, because I know he was more the rapper in the in the group. But um 
Like I liked some of the Hangman Three production. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, shout I out mean, to them. Look, that's probably why they gave him uh, five, five mics. Ah, I didn't think about that. Because you know, you know, they said that that was the reason why people felt the source had lost its way yeah. was because when Benzino's group came out with their album, they gave themselves like four and a half mics or five mics or whatever. Yeah, which was probably three more mics than it deserved. I don't know. <laughs> I, I never listened to it, so that's just me being a dickhead for no reason. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, actually, you know what? No, 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 no. If you're supposed to have journalistic integrity, yeah. have journalistic integrity, and if yeah. you don't. You know, people can talk shit, and that's what I'm doing. So it is what it is. And I think if I remember the story correctly, right, like, so Benzino's group does this album, and they had them do, like, a like a, a review. But then, like, Benzino, like, came up and was like, nah, like, you got to make our thing higher. And then, like, Benzino was, like, and his goons from Boston were coming yeah, up to the offices, that. like, like beating people up and yeah. shit to get them to, like, write what, what they wanted them to write about yeah. it. So That's not, yeah. that's not journalism, it's ridiculous. bro. Um, so now we get into ether um, highlight. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, a highlight for me. I'm, 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 I'm making it a run. And yeah. and and one thing that I will say about it, right, is I feel like we speak critically about ether. Yeah, like in that we, you know, it's it's clearly not as good a song as Takeover. Not it's even not, remotely. And, and it's not even really a great song, but it is a great diss song. Yeah. It and is. so like I, when I went back and listened to it, I was like. He really did get out. He did. He yeah, did. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so I have to say that. Um, I have to say that I think that the beat is really not good. And um, man, Ron Browse, you suck, bro. Like, <laughs> like this shit's not good. But, but this is this is Nas, man. Yeah. Like he he can take something that's that bad and somehow like create something that's so iconic. Yeah. Behind it. Yeah. yeah, and I love the placement. I mean, you gotta put this track front and center. Yeah, so, yeah. And the, and I love I love how it starts. Right. So it's like stillmatic intro, cool. Yeah. You hear these gunshots. And then the beat drops, fuck, fuck Jay Z. And the first thing he says is, what's up, niggas? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like, what's up, niggas? So I'm like, oh shit. So yeah, no, nah, this is, this is, uh, it's definitely a highlight. All right. And it's a run for me. So, all right. So, got yourself a gun? Still in the run, still a highlight. What you got on this one? It's fine. It's not a highlight. No. no. And, that, and that's yeah. the thing for me. I think that songs that are going to be a highlight for you, this yeah. one and another one you mentioned, are not highlights for me. Okay. I said yeah. that, you know, I remember liking this song a lot more back then than I yeah. do now. Um, but I think this is, I think yeah, the Sopranos reference was so, was so perfect it because was of the good. time frame, right? And I, I didn't even watch Sopranos, yeah. but, I, but I knew that reference, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I thought that was dope. I really liked Megahertz as a production, as a producer back then. And um, he did a lot of things for nature. Mm. And so uh, I, I kind of wanted to hear more from Megahertz, but I really liked this beat. I, and, and I liked, you know, kind of where Nas was going with it. That was, was a good, like, this song. It just never, like, I thought this song was fine. It's, yeah. it's you know, if uh, if I'm making this a classic, I'm not changing anything with the first three songs, really. Yeah. Um, including this one. I'm keeping it, and it's cool. But it's just, like, just never really did anything for me. Mm. And even now, I'm like, eh, I still got, you know, didn't didn't did it, not a retroactive highlight for me. I think way. also though, right the 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 back and forth that they've already had with the with the concept of the tech on the dresser. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of the, then again piggybacking on that concept. So I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now we have uh, smoking. Yeah, this beat is cool to me. It's nothing special, but it's still in my run. Um, but I do like the hook. Okay. Uh, we by coast and keeping our pockets rolling. Like I think that this that's a pretty good hook for for now. It's not bad. This was meh for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to add to this song. I have a line from this joint that always stood out to me. He says, 
My nigga smoke with one lung. If he cough, he might die. And yo, that shit takes me all the way fucking back. So around this time frame, I'm I'm living in in Europe. I'm I'm playing ball. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I hoop for this this team. You know, um, out of Brussels, traveling basketball team. We you know we go to other high schools throughout you know these different countries in Western Europe and etc. I'm on a um I'm on a trip and we're in uh, Holland. Mm-hmm. We're playing against a team in Holland and we're there. We hoop. We play. Shout out to my boy D Grams. He was he was on their squad. We played, we beat them. So we we go out afterwards and we're at a house party. There's a dude on my squad. I'm not gonna, gonna name no names. There's a dude on my squad who had one lung. And so we're, we're chilling at this house party, and and the, the dude comes out with this big bong. Yo, y'all trying, y'all trying to smoke? Yo, what's what's cracking? So of course, you know, I've never smoked. Like, this has never been yeah. my thing. So I'm like, now nah, I'm cool, I'm chilling. So this dude, he's on my team, and he's like, oh yeah, y'all smoking? And I'm like, bro, you have one well, lung. What like, are you doing? You're, you're wilding. Like, what are you doing? No, no, no. I just want to smoke. So they're passing around this bong. And um, and the old boy, you know, he's sitting next to me and he, he rips the bong. And then he starts coughing. And then he stops coughing. And we're all just like fucking losing it because we're like, this nigga's about to die. And we're all going to get in trouble because we're kids. We're not supposed to be in this party smoking, right? So and people are like pushing on his chest. Like everybody's trying to wake this dude up. And then finally, he just like wakes up and he starts coughing. And like, I have like never been that scared in my life. I was shook. But uh, my nigga smoke with one lug. If he cough, he might die. Just always brings me back to that particular moment in time. Shout out to the homie. He's uh, he's a sports journalist now. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm glad he made it through. Yeah. Hey, doing sports journalism. That's got to be fun. Yeah. I mean, I you know we don't super keep in touch, but uh, but he's you know I I, I every once in a while I see one of his pieces gotcha. come up like magazine type shit. Okay. Yeah. Um. So now we get into you're the man. You're the man. This, Might be my favorite beat on this whole shit. This is almost my highlight of highlights. Yeah. Almost. Like I think back in the I think before this recent cycle, this would have been my highlight of highlights. Yeah. But then listening to this album again, there's a song that's even better than this. Yeah. I love this I song. I think I know which one you're gonna say too. I love but, this song. Yeah, I love this song too. Um to me, Large Professor is perplexing as a producer because he's kind of hit or miss to me. Like, yeah. sometimes he'll make a beat like this that I think is one of the freaking greatest beats ever. Yeah. And then sometimes he'll make a beat where I'm like, eh. But this beat is great. Look, we mentioned this before on the podcast. I forget which one it is. But the way he manipulates Sugar Rodriguez's man. voice to yeah. say, to go from Sugar Man to Year to Man yeah. yep. is quite impressive because it doesn't For sound sure. like he's saying Sugar Man. It really sounds like he's saying Year to Man. Year to Man, yeah. Um, but the drums on here as well. Yeah. And the way that Nas rise the beat. Nas is killed it, this shit. Crazy. Nas killed yeah, this shit. This is my second favorite song on the album. This song is this song is so good. Yeah, this is great. So now we get into to Rewind. Like I said, this is only this is a song only Nas can make, right? Yeah. And, and so this is still in my run. Um, I think the the beat is average, but the concept is excellent, and the video is even more excellent. Yeah, I meant to go back and, and watch the video. And I, I gotta see to. it. You never seen it? Uh, I saw it a long time back in the game, so I, so I forgot how it goes. I meant to rewatch it. And I just I just forgot. I but, said this is probably his second best concept record after I gave him power. I agree with that. He's so good on this that I never even realized that the beat's not all that great. Yeah, that's that's how good he is on this. This is definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. The, the cool thing about this as well is that like the actual story itself told in real time is not that fascinating. Right, right. Right. Like his boy calls him up. He's like, look, uh, I found the boy who did whatever. Right, right, right. All right. Hangs up the phone or whatever. Girl comes over. She's stressed out. So she sucks his dick, yeah. which is interesting. <laughs> but whatever. 
Uh, she leaves, and then they come downstairs. They go in the car, they find the kid, and they shoot him. Like that's yep. it. It's very yeah. But hold in reverse. That it's shit is fire. fire. That's just fire. <laughs> Especially when he says shit like, um, her bra goes back on her tits. Like yeah. you know, like all like how he's telling the whole shit backwards. Like, it's crazy. Vomited vodka in my glass. Right. Uh, uh, vomited the vodka back in my glass with you tonight. Like yeah. She talk about. I said no hell. She talk about me kiss. <laughs> A bomb in the head, a, blow a nut back in my dick or something. <laughs> this like, shit is this shit is incredible. Yeah, uh, and it's something only Nas can do. Like I don't know, man. Like it's it's you you just gotta give it to him. Well, I will say I I forget who it was, but some rapper came out in like 2010 or something where they did something really really cool, and it was a concept song where they Jordan they Lucas or something. It might have been him. The shit where he's like rapping from the perspective of the MAGA nigga or no, something no, like no, that? No, 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 no. Oh, That's okay. the corny shit. Um, the one where he, dude raps a verse, he raps 16 bars, right? Okay. And when told from the 16 bars, it sounds like, um, like, it's like the, the not the like the low life shit, but it's just like, Fuck school, fuck all this other stuff. Like oh. I'm gonna go out here and get bitches and this that, and the other. And then when you but tell then, it back, then when you wrap positive. the bars, you still wrap the bars the, the same way, but you just order them from from back to front, and it's mm. just like a very uplifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was very clever as well. I forget yeah. the artist who did that. That might be Joiner too. It might be Joiner too. Yeah, Whatever, maybe. but that that MAGA shit was was dumb. Yeah, yeah. That, but he does, he does a lot of shit like that. Like he did he did a similar thing to what you're talking about on Flex recently. Okay, where like. He rapped a whole verse and then he 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 just said the bars in reverse and it kind of like minimally changed the meaning of what he was saying, like gotcha. in the opposite direction or whatever. So now we get into one mic, which sounds like it's a highlight for you. So why don't you go? Yeah, through it? it's definitely a highlight for me. Uh, and I mean, I, I said pretty much everything that I could say uh, first time around. I think, you know, I think the one thing that I thought was really interesting was he said that um, he came to uh, Chucky Thompson and he basically said he wanted him to sample I Can Feel It in the Air. But then he wanted to try to capture the energy of the performance of I Can Feel It in the Air. Yeah. And if you know that record, like the way the drums build up and everything, right, is iconic. Yeah. And so he wanted to, with his vocals, match the anticipation that people have. And I feel like he fucking knocked it out of the park. I'm not the biggest fan of Phil Collins. I'm not the uh, biggest okay. fan of Aaron the Knight. So I don't dislike the song. I just yeah. never really liked it. And I I think that's one of the reasons why this album never stuck with me. Because while mm. this was one of the hits, I was just like, I just don't really care about this song. Got you. So, yeah. so my, I think I told you, my, my dad was like a big Phil Collins fan growing when I was mm. growing up. Yeah, I think he and, did mention um, that. Oh, yeah, he also liked Ron Stewart. Yeah. So he like the, the, so th these were like his music. Like he listened to gotcha. him a lot. And, and I thought that most of this shit was corny. You know how you think your parents' music is corny. But like each of the artists that he liked, like there would be one or two songs that I actually really liked. Mm. And In The Air was one of the ones yeah. that from Phil Collins that I really liked. And I'm in the so, minority there yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we get into uh, Second Childhood and this is premiere. This is like premiere like filler material. Yeah. But it's not even good premiere filler material. This is a bad beat. Yeah, this is his most boring beat and, and, and I don't, you know, it almost feels like it's like, you know how like, you, you you've made beats. I've yeah. made beats. Like you'll make you might make twenty five beats, and then the homie will come over and want to hear some shit, 
and he'll be like, oh, what's that? And you'll be like, nah, nah, nah. Like, you won't even play it for him because yeah. you know it's whack. You're yeah. like, no, this is whack. Like, everybody has, like, a beat that they know is whack or maybe a couple beats they know are whack. And it's like, yo, I was toying with something and maybe it just didn't land how I thought it was going to land. Like, this is what that sounds like. It yeah. sounds like, like the premiere beat that's, like, the batch that he wouldn't want to play for anybody. And then Nas came in and was like, oh, no, don't throw that away. Pull that up. I'm going to record something on this. Like, this is not good. Um, what I will say, though, as well, is the subject matter is actually good. Yeah. Um, I find it kind of funny and interesting because of Nas being who he is. How so? So it's like, okay, like, what was this? Two, three years ago, Nas, you're dating Nicki Minaj. And, oh, you're, yeah. you, know, you're, I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're doing things that would actually put you in the song Second Childhood yourself. Like, well, he even mentions that on the first verse, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's supposed true. to be him. I, I, so the concept of the song, I really, really like. Yeah. Um, because that's something that I feel. Like the idea, there's a neighborhood around here or mm -hmm. a town or a county, whatever, around Northern Virginia, which I will not name. Okay. Um, but I've always said that one of the reasons why I, I don't like driving through there as an adult is because I feel like these folks never really grew up past high school. Like that they they have more responsibilities because they're older, but like the mentality all kind of feels the same. Like the way they see the world, this that, and the other. I'm not gonna say the neighborhood, but yeah. it's just like I that idea of the second childhood. Like folks, uh -huh. just like all they did was get older, but they didn't really get wiser. They didn't grow. They didn't change. Right. I like that concept. But yeah. what I will say though, particularly, look, maybe when he's talking about the guy, like that's something because I'm a I'm a man. Like I feel what he's saying. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, cool. Like because. You know, I I feel the same way about brothers like that. Mm. When he's talking to the woman, though, it feels almost like he's kicking down. Mm. So, it, like, he feels very, very judgmental. Yeah. And yeah. so, even though I really like the concept, to deliver it the way he did, it's like, okay, well, this person's already down and you're kicking him. Like, what's wrong mm, with you? Mm, yeah. So, it's just a little kind of preachy where it doesn't need to be. But I do yeah. like the concept, though, nevertheless. Yeah, I think so. I think it could have, it could have, he could have truncated it yeah. maybe and and made it maybe just him and the woman like while you're, you're right the second verse is is probably the best verse on there like well, so the second verse is, is directed towards the man that's what i'm saying oh yeah, yeah and yeah, it, yeah, and yeah, from yeah. a rapping perspective it might be like the best verse on there but um at the same time it might have been better if it was like i'm the man and i'm t i'm punching at myself yeah and then there's also this woman yeah. you know what i mean because it, it comes off as very like black girl lost like like that third exactly verse. yeah which is again nas being nas right um yeah so then we have destroy and rebuild mm -hmm. um thoughts so i don't think that this beat is great it's not um and i i've never been a fan of people airing out their friends publicly yeah. Um, and so the co the whole concept of this song, while I think it's creative to do the bridge is over, but do it like, but you're from the bridge. Yeah, I think that's creative. But you know, I, I feel like I, I, I'm a big fan of DJ Quick. DJ Quick used to do this every few years, where he would come out with a mixtape or something, and he would have a song where he would just be shitting on his boys that were just on the last album with him. Yeah. And I just I never understood that. Like from a mentality perspective, it's like okay. You know, I get it. Like you wanna, you want your friend to to do right, and you want them to do what you want them to do. But then, like, go holler at your friend. Like, why is this a song? I didn't get yeah. it. So I don't know. What, what did you feel about this? No, I feel the same. In fact, yeah. if I were to make this a classic, I would probably either remove it or look. I think the concept of destroying and rebuild is a good one, right? Mm. But I think that getting into the specifics 
if you're gonna do it, don't do it like this. Yeah. Be it on some like real heartfelt shit. But it doesn't mm. really sound real heartfelt yeah. at all. It sounds like you're just like, okay, yeah. fine. You go after Jay-Z, like we get it. You're going right. after Jay-Z, that's fine. But like you're going after your boys. Yeah. There's a time and a place. You felt that on your album was the time and a place. Yeah. I don't know. That's a decision like that you it. made, guys. Yeah. And and I said, I said, you know, this is one of the the songs that fit this, like, oh, this is his Machiavelli seven day theory, yeah. right? Where it's like he, you know, pockets shot and then, you know, or whatever the situation is, he's feeling paranoid. Yeah. And then so then he puts out this thing where he's just lashing out at everybody. That's mm-hmm. what this feels like. But like, I understand the the bars at at um at Prodigy a little bit more, right? Yeah. Because him and Prodigy were both on a certain level. Yeah. And they both were kind of shooting barbs at each other kind of throughout their career. So that one made a little bit of sense, even though, you know, the deal about like him getting his chain jacked and stuff like that, that sounded like it was street politics that we didn't necessarily need to be privy to. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you being from Queensbridge and Prodigy not really being from there, but repping it and becoming famous from your hood, but he's not yeah. really from there. I get how you could feel away. Yeah. But like the Cormega shots... I don't get it. The nature shots, I don't get it. Like, and you know, and even coming at them for leaving the hood is yeah. stupid to me. Yeah. So it's like, you know, nature moved to Marcy. It's like, okay, maybe nature wanted to live in a different neighborhood. My yeah. nigga, like, y- y'all are fucking supposed to grow up and move out of the hood. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you just you know, talked about second childhood. Right. It's just like, what, like, what do you want him to do? So I just, I don't understand this song. He's talking about like, I can't, didn't he say something like, I can't hold your hand or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah. Talking, that's just that's just like disrespectful. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't get it. But uh, now we get into the Flyers featuring AZ. It's a highlight for me. Yeah, this might be my highlight of highlights. Yeah, and I feel you. It's a good song. I fucking love this song. I man. mean, you got AZ who never disappoints on the feature. Yeah, yo, and the two of them together, especially like the part at the at the third the third verse or I guess or whatever when when yeah, they're going, they're back, going and back and forth. forth. Yeah, where he's like uh, protected by an energy shield and fuck a drop because that's the shit that God Kennedy killed. Like, and they're just going back and forth. I love that shit. Also, like, um, her name is Shalene Thomas. She's the one doing the hook. I, I was like wondering who that is because she's not credited. Uh, I, I was reading the Genius lyrics. Yeah. And it says Shalene Thomas. Yo, she sounds great on that joint. I she love so- it. She sounds great. Um, she sounds like Phyllis great. Hyman or something on that joint. Yeah, like, she yeah. She sounds great. So this is definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. Now we get into Rule featuring A. Marie. Look, I do not like this song. Yo, this song was getting killed in everything I've ever read about this. I actually don't hate this song as much as other people do. I mean, it's a positive song. I just think it sounds bad. It's not a good yeah. musical choice. And I think it's corny. I think the song after this is bad. So I think oh, that this song... The song after this yeah, is even worse. I think this song is fine to me. I get what they were trying to do. The, yeah. the thing, the reason I don't hate it, I think, is because I see what the Trackmasters were doing here. Because to me, this is literally the same recipe as If I Ruled the World. Yeah. But If I Ruled the World just lands and this one doesn't. Yeah, I think for me, the, the sample choice is corny. This uh-huh. is like carryover for what they're like trying to do. I think it was like Nasha Damas. Didn't he have a record where you try this? Oh, the Africa joint. Maybe. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah. that kind of sound. I'm like, it doesn't okay. work for me. And I think that this is this is the problem that I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> like you're not doing anything innovative now. Like, that's right, not right. that's not great artistry there. Yeah. You're trying to do this whole heal the world shit. Right. Which I get. But I'm like, on this project where you're also talking about ether and destroy and rebuild, it's just like then you put this on here. It's like what what's going on? Yeah. So no, it's a low light for me. But it's not it's not the worst song on here. The funny thing about it though is that this is 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 credited as a as a single. Yeah. And was released as a single, but like it never took to a point where like nobody even remembers that this oh. was a single. Oh. <laughs> so now we have my country featuring Millennium Thug, and this is where the hook is like. 
it's, it's trying to be like my, my country, country tis of these yeah. sweet land of liberty whatever right mm -hmm. look i feel what he's talking about right like you're not you're always i'm always going to sympathize with you yeah. on records like this but then millennium thug doesn't sound good um the beat is not good the sentiment is good though yeah. but yeah. but even like the this goes out to che guevara blah blah like shut the fuck up yo this yeah. shit is terrible yo this it's is like bad and and this is the second time you know in the last few uh albums that we've done here that we get another lofe beat and i'm not impressed by it yeah. like you know i don't think the beat is good i think the the hook is horrible um the the feature is terrible like i really don't like this one yeah all right so now we get into what goes around featuring keon bryce and this, this is your highlight of highlights, highlight of highlights yo. this shit is great this shit is so amazing yeah this shit um, is great it's funny because when the song first comes on, I had very little recollection of it until yeah. he says the Chinamen built the railroad, the Indians saved the pilgrim, and then the pilgrim turned around and killed him. Uh -huh. I remember that bar from back in the day, but okay. I did not remember this song for yeah. whatever reason. Um, holy shit. This is this is the best like of Nas trying to condescend yes. and, and 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 tell us about ourselves. Yeah. Like like he actually is killing this. He shit. is murdering this. He's like <laughs> the schools are trying to teach me whatever a burn them. That's burn the poison. Like poison. Yeah. Or the, wait, he said the, the, the schools are trying to teach me burn them down. It's the poison. Like all this stuff. Yeah. Um but this beat also. Salam Remy. I, I thought I thought it was a sample. I thought that that was a samba sample at the beginning. The oh, because of the yeah. yeah. Yo, yeah. the percussion is amazing. This she shit is just great. Yeah. yeah. So this song, um, yeah, the arrangement, the arrangement too of like how he's like building the hooks and then incorporating that in with the verses. And yeah. then Keon Bryce comes in to sing twice, right. who I think Keon Bryce does fine. I would have liked something a little different, but it's okay. We'll get into that. But um mm. Yeah, I, I love when he like so so. All right, so he start he he starts with the with the with the poison. Da, da, yeah. da, 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 da. But then at some point, he gets so annoyed that like like he like he, the the stanzas aren't even aligning anymore, yeah. right? So he says like you know um, he says radio poison, TV poison, Jesus poison, white Jesus poison. poison like yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's just That's like poison. And then he says um, even the even the most greatest nation in the world hasn't come into them, which. Yeah. Most greatest and things like that that you hear throughout this genre, like, oh yeah, that's a typical Nas. Yeah. Man, nah, this shit is great. Um, I also like, um, I don't judge Tiger Woods, but I understand mental poison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This song is, uh, this song is incredible. So, yeah. um, yeah, I would have featured it more to be honest. Yeah. I think the song is better than one mic. So, I think this should have been in the first, the first half or the early stretch because it's, it's just should've so had good. A video. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so now we get into every ghetto featuring Bliss the Ambassador. How do you feel about this? I don't care about it. And 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 I don't care so much that I didn't even remember that Blitz was on this shit. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Um I think it's an important feature. Okay. But I don't really like the beat. And uh Blitz is okay on it, but I feel like it's an yeah. important feature. Like yeah, Blitz, so having Blitz the Ambassador on your album, I think was 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 good. Yeah, because he's like a Ghanaian dude, right? Yeah. I don't know him so much, yeah. but like I remember hearing his name a lot, like around the time Odyssey and some of these other kind of African artists yeah. started to blow. Um, but I didn't I didn't remember that he was on a song with Nas. Yeah. So and maybe that's just because the song is kind of unremarkable as a song. Yeah. So look, I when I prep for this, 
I was like, look, I want to make this classic. Okay. Now, yeah, so let, let's hear it. You want, all right, so you don't have any... I don't right. have anything because I didn't know we were going to do that. So what I thought of was, look, if I'm comparing this to Jay-Z, right? If I'm comparing this to Blueprint, like I said before, I think that Jay-Z made really apt musical choices uh-huh. by touching, tapping into a sound that Just Blaze and Kanye were tuning with, but that like Bink really mastered at that point. Yeah. And to capture that and put this on this record and to have um, even like the Timbaland production on here, mm-hmm. right? Like these are really, really good choices. Um, on, on Blueprint. On Blueprint. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I think that if Nas is going to take two years off to come with 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 music mm-hmm. and he really wants to deliver on the musicality, yeah. he should have delivered more. And what I would have wanted is to to fill in the gaps of the songs that we do like. Okay. Fill in the gaps with kind of like a Soul Quarian sound. Okay. Right? So get like a Raphael Sadiq or a Quest Love or okay. a D'Angelo to kind of fill in the spaces both both musically and vocally. Okay. Right? Now, that doesn't mean we have to take out all this stuff, right? I don't want 14 tracks with the Soul Quarians as producers. There's some stuff on here that you, I like. Are you going to tell us which records you want to keep? I definitely okay. will. Okay. And the, the reason why I think that this was possible is because I think Salam Remy captured it. Right, so if Salam, he should have been, exe- been the executive producer. Fine, if you want yeah. Salam Remy as executive producer, that's cool. Yeah. But like, if he can capture that essence, yeah. Um, I mean, he's done it before with the Fujis, exactly. Yeah. So if he can capture that, then uh, I think you could have gotten other producers to capture that. So it's yeah. like, all right, I'm fine with the Stillmatic intro. Maybe sprucing mm. it up a little bit because, like I said, I like I like the sample. Yeah. So maybe get some other artists to some other musicians to come okay. in there and really fill out the sound. Like yeah. that's what. Um, like what Bink did with All I Need, right? That's okay. a sample. Right. But he has musicians coming into the studio to fill out the sound. Right. And maybe he had... Who, who's, who's that? Oh, Hangman 3? Yeah. Maybe they had musicians in there to do that? I, I, I doubt it. So. No, I doubt that's, it. That sounds like a sampler beat. So have musicians in there to come fill out the sound. Okay. Ether, to be honest, it's so iconic. Fuck it. Keep it. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I probably would have made it a bonus track on, on my album. No. Nah, well, for me, I would have kept it. Okay. Keep it right there. It's fine. Um, got yourself a gun. Not the biggest fan, but it's so, fine. So, quick question. So, so with Ether so high on the track list, right? Yeah. It's number two, and it, it, so that means that it, it really is gonna kind of set the tone of your album. Are you okay with that? Because, like, if you have a Soquarian sound, that means it's gonna be an saying. earthier type of. Sound. I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And typically, that is a good question to ask of me mm-hmm. because I think for for how I would have put albums together sonically. I would not have made that choice. Mm -hmm. But this is an exception. Okay. So even though it's not necessarily setting that tone musically, aesthetically, I think given the subject matter, I still would have done it. Okay. It would not be a bonus. I'd put it front and center just because, especially at the time too, like, yeah, in the context of of 2001, I think you have to have your diss track right then and there. Okay. So I, I, I would have made that sacrifice to go ahead and put that in there. Okay. So got yourself a gun. We can keep it in there again. Okay. Not the biggest fan of the song, but it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. How does it? How does it match up though with your more organic you'll, you'll, sound? I'll, okay, you'll hear okay. that. So this is where we're going to start to get into more of the soul querying stuff, right? So for smoking, like put D'Angelo on there and give me. This is where this beat like doesn't need to be in there. Now okay. you can give me some kind of like soulful track with you know some live instrumentation okay i don't know exactly how it's going to sound but give me something along that ilk doesn't need to sound like voodoo uh-huh. but you know you're smoking d'angelo loves to smoke so you can have him on the track <laughs> filling out filling out the hook or whatever right okay. 
Um, and you can still talk about whatever you want to talk about here. Okay. Your demand doesn't need to change. Yeah. Um, drums on that. Everything is great. Yep. It's, it's good. Rewind. I'm not sure if I would have changed the beat. I hadn't thought of that. But you're right. The beat's not very good. So yeah. maybe you could have had, this would have been a, another uh, cho- another place where the soul queries could have come in and done something here. Okay. But obviously we're keeping this. Yeah. One mic. Look, it is what it is. It's such a big song that I think you have to keep it. <laughs> it's just not my favorite, but yeah. it is what it is. Would you, would you, you know, in your in your world, would you have had the Soul Quarians add extra instrumentation, or would you just kind of keep it as is, just because of? I how, think I might have had the. I think I might have had the Soul Quarians keep add some extra instrumentation in there. Okay, like the 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 sample you can kind of keep with the air in the night. Mm-hmm. But um, in fact, I don't know. Maybe just switch the whole beat around. I just. I, but you I'm still just not a big fan of that. You still need that building. You know yeah. the way the way it builds is is what makes it so iconic. Yeah, yeah. And that video is iconic too. It is iconic. So yeah. it's hard for me to change the iconic things about this album. Yeah. So that's why I would kind of keep that. So second mm-hmm. childhood, I like this premise. Okay. Um, again, I think we can tone it down on some of the judginess, particularly with the women. Mm-hmm. But we need to we need to get rid of this beat altogether. Yeah, yeah. So this is where I would have had like a soul querying come in and 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 give me a sound for that. Okay. Um, I don't even think you really need like a guest vocalist. It's, I think it's it's. So would you have Primo do the scratches then? Because right now it's scratched. Maybe hook. I mean, yeah, yeah I do. The, the scratches kind of make sense, but I don't. I don't know. I just like the I like the sentiment of the song. Yeah. Second childhood, I think, is a good premise. So build something around that with the Soquarians. So maybe you have a, a vocalist. If, if it was me, I, I and, and I got the Soquarians. I've got D'Angelo, and he's doing something like like Devil's Pie or something like on the hook. Like yeah. you know what I mean. I can see that as yeah. well. So destroy and rebuild. Um, first of all, we're 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 completely scrapping this beat. It's not good. Mm-hmm. I don't l- mind the idea about you talking about folks from your hood and the beef you have, mm. but don't make it so obvious. Like you don't yeah, have I to agree. call out their names. It could be like a ghetto Quran type thing almost. Yeah. Like like give me you know tell the story, but I have to know and yeah, read no. into it to know who I'm talking. You're talking yeah. about. Don't say Cormega. It's like yo, that's your boy. Like yeah. what are you doing? Give me better music and yeah. I don't need your your expose at the end. I don't yeah. need that. You know what yeah. I mean? Just give me the song. So give me the music there. The flyers, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep the same because mm-hmm. that's cause that's good. All right. So rule, mm-hmm. we're getting rid of this beat, getting rid of it, A Marie. We're if you want this premise though, give me something with like, all right. You mentioned before how track masters tried to tap into it was written with Lauren Hill. Yeah. And I thought about putting Lauren Hill on there. And mm-hmm. I think in 2001 she still would have been available. Okay. Instead of Lauren Hill. We're going with the soul currents. So give me Badu. Mm-hmm. Give me Badu and give me something with like more. This is definitely like a soul querying record that I want on here. Right? Yo, but is Badu, is Badu the person that's going to give you the, we as America, we can all come together it and hug each other. It doesn't have to be that though. It could be like yeah. a worldly thing. Okay. It could it just be like a universe. If it's just like peace. a universal cosmic love, I feel like Erica Badu could be down right, for that. Right. right? So there we have that. All right, so my country, um, we're getting rid of Millennium Thug. Yeah. We're getting rid of this hook, but we're keeping the sentiment. And I think that Nas and Millennium Thug both have two verses Yo, on this, right? I do not, I did not know that Millennium Thug was Nashawn. Oh. Shit. Well, I, that just blew my mind. That's, that's crazy. Do you like Nashawn? 
No. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> but, but I just didn't know that was the same person. But now so, I'm looking on the wiki and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know that, that was that person. Okay. So I think they both had two verses. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is I want, I still want two Nas verses. Okay. But I want UGK on this with UGK production. So I want uh, one verse from Pimp C and one verse from Bum B. And they can deliver on this sentiment. They absolutely can. Yeah, but then I need Pimp C on the hook or something because that hook is ass. That's what I'm saying. Okay, you, okay. UGK, this is a UGK. Okay. So Nas gives me two verse. Pimp C gives me a verse. Uh, Bum, gives, Bum B gives me a verse. But then, yeah. Give me a Pimp C hook. And okay. the thing is, and I think Pimp C was available. I don't think he was in jail mm. because Dirty Money is going to come out around this time. Okay. Not only that, Pimp C would totally be down for this. Yeah. Right? Because look, look, Cause look. Because he, he hates Jay-Z. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, well, look, I did the record with Jay-Z. I don't fuck with that nigga like that. Yeah. He got beef with Nas. Well, I'm a troll Jay-Z and I'm going to go on Nas shit. <laughs> Like I could totally see Pimp C doing that. Yeah, that's hilarious. So yeah, give me, give me, and and I kind of like the thing is the the sound on that is kind of like with the flyest, uh, right? Because that that kind of almost has like that kind of down south vibe to it as okay, well. Okay. With the flyest, I forgot about this. Um, with the flyest, as much as I like her on the hook, I wonder if like Ron Isley would would deliver mm. on that hook as well. Yeah, I think we a few people could. But like, I love the fact that I don't know who yeah. she is because it just makes me like more, you know, I don't know, draw into it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so I think what goes around, obviously, we're keeping the same. Um, the only thing is with my go with, what goes around is I don't know who Keon Bryce is. And mm. while I think he's good on this, I think the better move would have been to have an artist feature on this who was also kind of blowing up at the same time to kind okay. of dovetail with one another. Okay. So it's just like, all right, Keon Bryce features on this, but now he has his album coming out. Mm -hmm. And so Nas might feature on a track like that. That's how you get like staying power, not just with someone else's career, but with like with your album as well. Mm -hmm. It keeps you like relevant in the same space. Okay. So that's my only kind of, but I, I'm not knocking Keon Bryce. I just, I have no idea who he is. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So that's, that's for that. And then, Every ghetto featuring Blitz, it's it's interesting. I kind of I think that Blitz is an important feature, mm -hmm. but again, I'm not. I'm just not sure how much he delivers on here. Yeah. At some point, I want my cheat code, which is which is either Bilal, mm -hmm. Bilal could be on here somewhere, or Scarface. So these are. These I, I would have probably put Bilal on, on what goes around. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Give me, give me, give me Bilal on what goes around. Yeah. That could work, and give but me Scarface somewhere on this project as well. Yeah. Well, actually, every ghetto. Yeah, exactly. He would have killed that. Yeah, so that's kind of what I would have done for this. Okay. And I think that, like, look, it doesn't, they don't completely consume the entire project. And mm -hmm. I don't think you need to, which kind of goes against some of the things I've said in the past. I generally like albums that have that musical cohesion. But mm -hmm. I think, though, that some of the things that other people liked about this, I think were fine. Mm -hmm. But I think that those were the highlights. Yeah. With me, I'm like, no, we're kind of toning that down a little bit. Got and it. we're highlighting the, like the Salon Remy aspect of this. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? We're highlighting the the, the, the flyest yeah. on here. We're highlighting that aspect of it. And we're going to give it some more musicality. Uh -huh. And I think at this point, like, like uh, Pipsy was still delivering some beats. You know what I mean? Like, Dirty Money... Um, <laughs> Overall, it's not a very good album, but mm. it's got some joints on there, though. Okay. And I think that if you were telling Pimp C, it's like, nah, like, I really want you to dig into that kind of like Southern sound with like that instrumentation. Mm. I think he would deliver it on this as well. Yeah. And I think that if he's like, if he's hearing like what 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 um, D'Angelo was doing on here, what what Badu is doing on here, I think he might have tapped into that okay. and you would have really gotten something. And so I think that what he would have done is he would have countered Jay-Z 
with is like, all right, you're giving us these new producers, new wish producers with with Bink, Kanye, and Just Blaze. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna tap into the Soul Quarian sound that's just doing big things on the R and B scene, but I'm gonna put that into hip hop and yeah. I'm gonna own that. I'm gonna get that template. And then then we have a musical piece that can last the ages as well mm. versus Nas just trying to heal the world but also <laughs> fuck everybody who hates me at the same time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. think that musically we could have tapped into more of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel that. That makes sense. And I'm I'm looking at the uh, the wiki right here and it says, the track Braveheart Party uh, was removed from later pressings of Stillmatic at Mary J. Blige's request. Smart. Yeah, she's smart. But okay. All right, well, I think that should wrap it up for our tribute slash make it a classic for uh, Stillmatic. I mean, look, it's always fun to discuss Nas. For sure. You know? And y'all got to let us know in the comments, do you think the Outlaw made it a classic or y'all, or y'all, y'all prefer this version of the album? Oh, I know I made it a classic. <laughs> That's what I do, baby. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.